0: This podcast is produced by the Center for Deployment Psychology at the Uniform Services University of the Health Sciences. The views expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Uniform Services University, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. Government. In addition, references to any specific companies, products, processes, or services does not necessarily constitute or imply endorsement by the Uniform Services University, the Department of Defense, or the U.S. Government. Welcome to CDP's podcast, Practical for Your Practice
1: where we give you actionable intel to support what you do. One colleague to another.
0: Welcome to Practical for Your Practice, everybody. I am Dr. Kevin Holloway here at CDP. I'm joined as, uh, I was gonna say as always, but more like uh, frequently with my brilliant colleague, Dr. Jenna Ermel. Jenna, welcome.
1: As frequently as you'll let me get in here, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Excited to be here today. Or as much as you'll tolerate
0: me. Um, Glad to have you. I'm. I'm, how are you feeling today?
1: I am excited to be with some Air Force brethren. So this is this is good. Some some uh, as a former Air Force psychologist, it's good to get back into the game with these folks.
0: For sure. I'm I was, uh, I was kicking around ideas of saying I'm I'm feeling intensely I'm having intense emotion with curiosity and excitement because I'm I'm really, really interested in the topic of unified protocol, transdiagnostic treatment for emotional disorders. So we're here with today. We're welcome, um, Dr. Uh, William Isler. A uh, retired colonel in the Air Force is joining us today, and also Dr. Adam Hodge, who is a captain in the Air Force. Welcome to both of you.
2: Hi, thank you very much. Happy to be here.
3: Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Jono.
0: So, can just to get us started, could you uh, could you both just give us a little bit of a background of who you are and and what uh, what your background is with relation to Unified Protocol or even just uh, military mental health, Dr. Isler? We want to go first.
3: Yeah, I'll start off. Uh, well, uh, I retired from the Air Force after 24 years and was the consultant for the last four years and was really interested in, you know, how can we help the clinics? Our clinics are being overwhelmed. So actually, at the time, uh, when I got interested in transdiagnostic uh, therapy and the unified protocol was when I was a flight commander at Wilford Hall. And, I was working there with Tim Rogers, you know, who also worked Center for Deployment Psychology, and we're discussing it. And we're like, well, what could we do? How could we funnel most patients into a class instead of having all these independent groups that we had trouble training towards? So Uh he actually developed the first uh, unified class. And we did that just a couple of iterations. It was very challenging, but we got some funding later on in about 2017 and by 2020 we had finished our pilot project for this group therapy and uh, have found that it's been, you know, pretty helpful. So we're we're really glad to be here with you guys today. Captain Hodge is on the front leading edge of uh, delivering this care.
0: Captain Hodge, tell us about
2: yourself. Yeah, so um, I am probably just a beneficiary of Dr. Isler and his work with the group Unified Protocol. (laughs) Recently graduated uh, the residency program at Wright-Patterson in 2022, and so I'm in my third year, um, but I've been able to deliver um, somewhere around 20 plus groups uh, and really have just fallen in love with the Unified Protocol and specifically the group version uh, that was Uh, created for the air force Uh, so it's been fun being on some training efforts with the group unified protocol as well as some research uh, that we're doing here at wright patterson Um, so just yeah really excited about the work that's being done here
3: hey kevin i'll just add that uh you know our uh, our protocol that we've been using or the group books that were designed for us were from uh you know, Boston University, it was Dr. Bollas and Gunter who kind of put those uh, pilot together and we're still using that.
1: So um, I think one thing that's important is I think a lot of our listeners might not even know a whole lot about what the unified protocol is. I'm I'm one of those folks. I have not actually received training on this. I don't know much about it. So we wanted to start with kind of a 10,000 foot overview of what is the basic protocol like what is a what is it comprised of? Um, just some basic uh, rocks of you know big rocks of what it is.
3: I think we're uh, starting off looking at a protocol that's uh, twelve to sixteen sessions. You know, so how could that ever work in a military setting? I don't know, but we uh, we thought about you know what do we really need, and uh, we went in asking for a four session group. Is there any way that we could? Uh, Ram, you know, 16 or 12 sessions down into four sessions. Well, they came back with five sessions. So and these are the core tenets that Barlow uh, set out to say, like, these are the five most important things that we want to include in our class. And in a military setting, we thought, you know, this this would probably work to, for us. Again, those individual sessions were sometimes, you know, up to 90 minutes. And we're trying to get them down into 50 minutes uh, just for our population. So
1: it Thank sounds that like them. really, really distilled down is what you needed and kind of the, um, the, the strongest, most important parts of the protocol distilled down to be able to make this work in a real world situation in a military clinic where folks didn't have 90 minutes and we were trying to kind of shorten the time. So, so what, what's in that, um, Dr. Hodge? What are, what are the, the components of that?
2: Yeah, so what I really like about the unified protocol is that it takes a lot of the principles from cognitive behavioral therapy that many providers are comfortable and familiar with and allows for the different components to be translated to all disorders. So it doesn't matter if we're working with anxiety or depression, we consider these all emotional disorders that relatively function pretty similarly, even though they each have unique features. So the unified protocol that we use in the military setting focuses first on emotion emotion identification, and then we move into a mindfulness module that looks at just being aware of the present moment, um, being non-judgmental about our emotional experiences, and then it moves into a cognitive restructuring or cognitive flexibility component, um, which teaches about the automatic thoughts, and uh, that's a really fun session that I like working with uh, my folks with. And then the last two sessions are more focused on exposure and how we, our behavior um, is impacted by the emotional disorder, how we typically try to avoid whatever emotional experience it is and paying specific attention to those behaviors. And in the final session, we actually design emotion exposure um, experiments and kind of a plan for uh, patients to then take that, use that on their own, and then uh, be able to move forward.
0: So that, that sounds like it's got a lot in common with, uh, you know, kind of the so-called third wave uh, therapies. You know, that includes a lot of mindfulness, a lot of, um, you know, kind of acceptance of the current situation. And so I think, in many ways, that sounds very familiar to uh, other things that many of our listeners have talked, have listened to us talk about, or are familiar with. Like we we talk about ACT every once in a while on here too. I'm already hearing some commonalities or some overlap with with ACT and some of these other third wave therapies. It, any thoughts on that?
2: Yes. No. I would say it's it's very similar to those approaches, very much third wave, and really kind of the process-oriented approach to therapy rather than just the specific techniques. Um, so again, you're you're able to adapt it to uh, the different disorders that people are coming in. Dual diagnoses, just really helping them understand themselves and be accepting of that.
0: That's really fantastic. And I think I heard you say and I wonder if you could explain this a little bit more that at least in the applications that you are all doing, this is in a group setting. This is being disseminated in a like a group format where you can see more, more people than one. So as compared to, you know, a a lot of like traditional act or or some other kinds of psychotherapies where it would be one on one, you kind of have a little bit more throughput.
2: Yes. Yeah, every it's really our frontline treatment at this point. Um, so before individuals are referred to individual therapy, we're requesting that everybody goes through group therapy and specifically um, the group unified protocol just because of how effective it is.
1: And that sounds like a fantastic way to go too, because I can remember back when when I was um, in a in an MTF, you know, doing in military treatment facility, it, we had our, you know, um, anxiety management group and our stress management group and our depression management group. And instead of you know siloing those, you're able to kind of take those clients and give them these tools upfront to be even more successful in individual therapy um, and address those and address you know, all those issues. Is is that, has that been seen? And, you know, I guess what's the range of disorders you might have in one of these groups?
2: Yes. Dr. Isler, do you want to take this one? Yeah. Thanks, Adam. I,
3: I think, you know, our inclusion criteria is extremely broad. So, you know, we re- basically want all patients and especially new patients to go through this it, it seems as though treatment naive patients um, maybe even do a little bit better than those uh, well conditioned patients who've been in the clinic for for a while, so we're opening it up to everybody. Some folks might think well, you know you don't you may not want your uh, patients who are actively suicidal in there, and you know we agree with that they're they're more challenging they really need to be monitored, uh, more closely. And we have systems, uh, available for that. Some might be thinking about, well, what about PTSD? You can't have people with PTSD in a class like that, but this class is very oriented. Of course, it comes out of Barlow's work with anxiety at the Center for Anxiety Disorders. So, uh, there's a heavy component of uh, avoiding avoidance in, in the class. and uh, the behavioral uh, trials that Adam had talked about where people set up their own sort of experiments. And so this extinction of avoidance uh, is a big part of the class, as well as improving you know, functional outcomes, which we're, we're really happy to have and happy to see that there.
0: I think, uh, too, I mean, so our listeners are not going to be surprised at this. Jenna and I are both instructors at CDP for prolonged exposure therapy. And of course, as I'm learning more about unified protocol, I'm again seeing a lot of overlap there as well, right? About um, kind of the tendency to avoid distress and anxiety or, or kind of engaging in artificial means to try to manage that distress tends to be the thing that's causing the problem, not so much the intense emotion itself and kind of, you know, learning how to sit with that discomfort learning how to tolerate and survive that and be able to reframe that in a way that's functional Uh, certainly you know again as i've i've been been reading the therapist guide to get familiar because i wanted to to come to this uh this episode a little you know informed and and reading the reading through i'm like wow that's that's so similar that's familiar and this is something that you know really does map on to kind of how Uh, at least how I approach therapy and my kind of my worldview and resonance. And so I'm wondering, you know, again, too, like other other therapists uh, that you've worked with or or kind of spun up on being able to provide this therapy. How does that land?
2: I think for the individuals, uh, at least within our clinic, is everybody likes something about group up, Um, whether no matter what theory they're coming from or which practice they typically like to use in their individual work. They can kind of tailor that and use the group up or group unified protocol um, components and kind of tie that into what they think, how they think about problems, um, and then again, just use those mechanisms, use those processes to really impact change and uh, the folks that participate in the group.
3: There's probably also some um, transfer of those skills back into individual therapy, which we're really uh, very happy. To see that as our providers uh, learn how to deliver these, these skill, the skill set to their patients, they're kind of following up with their patients in individual therapy and then using it even with those who haven't had a chance to go through the class yet.
0: So, Dr. Isler, you mentioned a little bit earlier that one of the reasons that you all started to look into uh, the unified protocol and particularly for uh, like a group application of the unified protocol is is just that some of the clinics in military treatment facilities are a little bit, I don't know if you use the word overwhelmed, but there's a lot of folks seeking care and there tends to be a bit of a shortage of of, uh, services available, not just you know at, at individual MTFs but even outside in the civilian population too we've hearing a lot about kind of limited capacity for the number of folks that are seeking care and so I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that. What were some of the, you know, the the motivations to be looking into doing a group up? But also you know, just what are some of those conditions, the changing conditions? I mean, for many years we all focused on these these diagnosis specific protocols and and particularly with regards to things that that uh, a lot of our service members were experiencing, PTSD and and depression and others. And uh it seems like there was some almost like a, a bit of shifting in conditions on the ground that necessitated looking into doing group up. And I wonder if you could talk about some of that.
3: Well, you're so right, Kevin. Thanks for that question. The uh, tsunami of care that uh, was approaching us, you know, even before COVID, but now afterwards really demanded some sort of shift in the delivery system of care. we've been stuck in that 50 60 minute hour, you know for so many years. how How can we deliver care in a more um, targeted and team based way? And the Air Force kind of took that and added this this class as a way of having most patients uh, with the ability to get care quickly and get some efficient and effective delivery of care. So, you know, having the non-diagnosis specific groups in some way, those haven't gone away. We still have those available and they're utilized. But uh, many patients respond effectively and quickly to this uh, five-session class. And we're happy. And Adam will talk tell you a little bit about some of his research. But it also reduces training time. You can have providers rotate through. There's a one class that many of them can learn, and like I said, use those. And you it know, really um, does increase our efficiency in the, the clinics, but also reduces some waiting time for patients. And it's very evident that what we're trying to implement in the targeted team-based care is a more stepped care approach that not everybody needs uh, everything that we have to offer. And we want to we want to vector them or get them to the right level of care at the right time.
1: So I'm sold. I mean, I really, I actually, I'm, I'm so excited to learn more. I'm really, really glad we had you on this episode to kind of give us the foundations and more importantly, really talk about the application of this and um, how it could make a huge difference in somebody's you know, whether it's private practice or group practice or in a, in a military treatment facility um, and and being able to do it in the group format, I think has so many wonderful components. Um, also, just what clients might learn from each other as they're struggling to figure out some of these things and they're seeing it's not going perfectly for all the other, client, you know, the other people in their group as well. So, um, so I think that, uh, you know, it, it it makes a ton of sense and it sounds like a lot of us could use this and apply it. I also imagine it hasn't always been rosy um or gone swimmingly and perfectly as you've tried to implement this, um, either on an individual basis or as you're, you know, kind of Dr. Isler was referring to trying to solve some of this, you know, throughput issue and getting people into these groups. And as um as the, our listeners know, we have started a, a segment on the podcast called EBP Confessions. Um, and the idea is, you know, we're all perfectly imperfect in every way um, and, and these things don't always go perfectly uh, and trying to sort of tell stories about how that's been for our guests in, and for you with Unified Protocol. Can you think of a, a time, one of you maybe, uh, or an example of when delivering Unified Protocol or, or Upgroup, which I really group up, sorry, group up. Um, you know, kinda went sideways a little bit, didn't didn't go exactly as you planned, and maybe sort of the outcome of that for our for our listeners. Yeah.
2: So I would say from my perspective and just uh, some of my involvement with uh, the group unified protocol the first challenge that i have is getting people excited about doing group therapy there's a lot of expectations um probably some of what you've seen in the movies about what group therapy is like and so when somebody comes to the clinic does an intake and at the end you try to get them really excited about going and sharing their problems with a, a group of people that's always a challenge um i've had a lot of people get show some resistance to that. It wasn't what they were expecting. They were expecting kind of the typical individual care. Um, But we really do see the group unified protocol as the treatment. We expect for our folks to be done in the five sessions. And so part of that is just kind of having this sense of confidence yourself of this is a great treatment. Um, People do learn from each other within the group and we do expect for people to get better. So one quick story, Um, I remember having a hard time selling the group uh, to an individual I did an intake with, and I was like, this will be great, so you can have the opportunity to share with others. You don't have to share if you don't want to, but you'll probably benefit more from sharing, and they were a little bit nervous. They kind of expected the group to be six to eight people, which is typically um, how large our groups are and I ended up teaching the same group that I referred this person to. And it was me, this individual, and then one other person. Oh, and no. I just remember thinking in the group, um, gosh, this is, I didn't sell this very well. It's not actually group treatments. They're going to be doubting uh, the type of care that we can provide. And Honestly, that first group session was just really awkward, just a lot of getting to know you. Uh, we had a, a little bit too much time probably to just talk about uh, what was bringing us to treatment and what we hope to get from the group. And so I think just rolling with that, that group therapy is different than individual therapy. You're developing relationships with all the individuals in the group, as well as trying to um, have a strong sense of group cohesion and uh, good group dynamics. Um, and, and that's just a challenge, um, especially with the just three people and one of those is me. Um, so it's a neat time to be interactive though, to be creative. Um, you're always on your toes trying to, uh, catch what people are saying and then to be able to respond effectively. Um, but yeah, I think just, trying to figure out yourself, um, what's it like for me to be a group therapist? And then also trying to get other people on board of group therapy is effective. We know through the research, it's just as effective as individual therapy. Um, So how do we start to kind of shift this dynamic when people are wanting and expecting individual therapy? That's great,
1: great Great point. <laughs> and And They're I was great. gonna ask, how how did the group finish up? I mean, did they did they finish out the group? And did you run more groups, or was that the end? Did you throw your hands up?
2: No, yes. the The group actually went really, really well. Um, the first two sessions, I think it was just a little bit. It just felt awkward. Like how much time are we supposed to spend talking about ourselves? But I think by the third session, I remember, Um, Both of the group participants just felt comfortable with one another. We're talking uh, while I was looking over their screeners and just kind of created some banter back and forth between each other. So they still found it effective and uh, gained at least one positive relational experience from the group. Um, so it ended up going very well. And neither one of them a- actually asked to go into individual therapy afterwards. They both thought that the treatment that they got what they needed and that they could use those exposure activities at the end to really set them up for success in the future.
0: That's really fantastic. I think what I'm what I'm hearing a lot of is that, again, as people are, are learning and implementing the skills from group up that that in many ways they become their own therapist after the group is over and some will go into individual therapy but but many will be able to continue to apply those skills beyond the group am i hearing that right
2: yes that's been my experience um i remember also having one uh individual that was in the group that had been into therapy previously with an individual therapist and once we got through the first or second session they I remember them telling me like, I think I know everything that you're about to share within this group. (laughs) Um, But by the end, we really had set it up where they had a really good game plan with those exposure activities that they were like, okay, this was just nice to kind of have these skills reiterated to remind myself what tools I have available. And then to build that sense of confidence that yes, I can go out and tackle some of these
0: problems. That's so great. Well, so Yeah. I mean, I'm like Jenna, I'm sold. And I'm, like I said, I got really excited as I was learning about unified protocol in general, but also hearing about the kind of the group application there. Um, And and as Jenna mentioned, this may be really new to a lot of our listeners. So how do they, how do they learn more about unified protocol or where can they get training if this is something they're interested in developing skills in and being able to offer?
3: Well, um, those within the military DHA is, planning a rollout of targeted team-based care. And part of that is going to be the group uh, UP. So there'll be some training provided there through uh, the Defense Health Agency. But um, also, Adam, can you say anything about just the, uh, there's some online trainings that are available through the, through the uh, Institute for uh, Trans Diagnostic Therapy?
2: Yeah. So, yes, uh, with the DOD and uh, with the DHA rollout, sorry, um, of the targeted care, well, there's ongoing efforts trying to get people um, access to that training uh, for CE credits. Um, so, that I think that could be a huge resource. But, yes, the Unified Protocol Institute, they have a website that really has a lot of free materials to kind of use. Um, So that's more for the individual protocol. Um, But I think, again, the same principles apply to the group. Uh, We just have it distilled more into the five modules um, that we've discussed. But there's so many free online resources there. Uh, The individuals at the Institute are also very passionate about the unified protocol. And so they've been very responsive whenever we've emailed them with questions or asked them to just kind of engage with us on some of the care that we're doing here at wright Um We've been able to set up teams meetings and things like that, and they, they're really interested and engaged um, with wanting to see how this group unified protocol rolls out in the military. Um, so I, reaching out to them directly, again, they're very responsive and they try to make their materials free and um, easy to access, easy to understand for folks.
0: That's really fantastic. And we'll, you know, as we've done with previous episodes, listeners, we're going to put uh, resources and links in the show notes that'll go with this episode. So this is unifiedprotocol.com. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the uh, the URL for the Unified Protocol Institute where you can access a lot of those resources. And then uh, the therapist guide, uh, this is for... Individual Therapy, the Unified Protocol for Transdiagnostic Treatment of Emotional Disorders, second edition by David Barlow et al. It's a long list of names. I don't want to leave out a bunch of names, but it'll take a long time to to say them all, too. Um, But those are some of the resources we'll list in the show notes as well.
3: And and I guess just um, trying to make it clear that uh, right now, this uh, group manual that you've mentioned, Kevin, is not really uh, available for purchase on Amazon or anything but like you mentioned those uh those uh therapist manuals are are there that people can purchase and kind of look at the basic outline of individual and start to start to work on that and uh, own their skills I think and it may not be long until this uh manuals kind of out there for uh many other people to try and use
0: that's fantastic. So up and coming, keep an eye out, watchful for the the group protocol. But again, if people want to learn uh, more about up right now, uh, watch, watch out for the DHA rollout, but also can check out unifiedprotocol.com to learn more, get a lot of free resources there and, and uh, learn more about the individual protocol as well as being you know prepared to, to, to say more about the, the brief protocol or excuse me, the group protocol. Um, and so like at, at the end of every episode, we like to, uh, we like to have actionable intel something that our listeners can take right now from this episode and and do um, and it sounds to me like probably one of the the most important things one of the most useful things people could do is go check out the website unifiedprotocol.com. would would you agree or anything you would add to that
3: no I think that's a that's a very good uh, that's very good advice and I think uh, looking for you know as they kind of peruse that what What is one thing that maybe I could implement with a patient today that I that I see here? They have plenty of uh, uh, free handouts, like you said, but just the concepts. uh, There's likely one concept that someone will run across and go like, hey, this this looks good. Let me let me uh, work on this.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. This is, like I said, I, I, I'm experiencing intense emotions, but they're positive. I'm interpreting them as positive. So thank you all for being here. We appreciate your you, you telling us about uh, Unified Protocol and the group work that you're doing, the fantastic work you're doing and rolling that out.
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and as as usual, the you know, I'm just going to give some props to the air forces out front doing these groups and, and making it happen. So that's really exciting too. And the, the only other little one I would add for actionable Intel, which I feel like we learned from Dr. Hodge's experiences, you know, if you do take this forward and you do sink your teeth in and you, you maybe even start a group in your practice or figure out a way to offer this to multiple people, don't give up. If two people show the persist. first time and, and persist and, um, and keep at it because I think it's going to be a fantastic tool to help the most people, the most quickly, Take back these parts of their lives. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, having the opportunity to hear more about it today.
0: Yeah, uh, for the CDP. Thanks for all you guys do. Thanks. I think it's a lot of of uh, a lot of combination work and collaboration that uh, is already happening, and we look forward to more. So, thanks everybody for listening as well, and uh, we'll uh, we'll leave it for now. Until next time, until our next episode of uh, Practical for Your Practice. Take care.
1: Take care. Thanks for listening to Practical for Your Practice.
0: Please feel free to subscribe, like, and share.
1: Until next time.